Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. This week we'll look at why you do not need to be worried about the market ever. Then we'll get into the market itself so I can share with you my thoughts on the Australian stock market and where it's heading, along with answering all of your questions and looking at stocks for you. Hello and welcome, I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now before we move on, thank you for showing support for our channel and hitting that subscribe button. As you subscribe, remember to click that bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also remember to tune into our Australian Stock Market Show live every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Now this is a show where you get to ask us, the stock market education and trading experts, to look at your favourite stocks and answer all of your questions. Now a week can be a long time in the stock market, while at other times it's just not long enough. It seems the high-tech world we live in has shrunk our perception of time, given we are getting more and more drawn into instantaneous information that may provide us an edge to making more money in the market. But is this really good for us? Now, I would argue that it's not that great for us, because we may think more is better. Too much information can and does lead to overwhelm and poor decision making. Let me explain. Now, over the last 18 months or so, we've been constantly subjected to speculation of a market crash and a recession. Yet the Australian market made a new all-time high in July. Despite this, individuals sold their shares and moved to defensive assets or cash. But was this the right decision? Well, you'd have to say that in hindsight, the answer is no. But what if the market did crash in the future or the economy did go into a recession? Should we be worried? Well, again, my answer is a resounding no, as you never need to fear market crashes, corrections or economic downturns ever. Since 1960, the stock market has only been in a bear market or a market crash around 10 times. So let's break this down. Over the past 60 years or 720 months, the bear markets or crashes have only lasted a total of 149 months or approximately 21% of the time. Now, the average fall into a market low since 1960 takes 14.90 months and falls 36.5%. Now, the average since the 1987 stock market crash being just over 11 months and 36.4%. But the exciting part about this is that the average rise in the first 12 months following a market fall or crash is 34.93%. So what can we take from this? 
Well, we know if the market falls, that the falls are pretty much over by the time we really start to understand it. We also know that the market is bullish around 80% of the time, and we know when the fall is finished, it rises quite quickly. So if the market does fall away in a bear market or crash, you can choose to exit and put your money into cash and then wait 12 or so months before investing again, which will obviously have very little impact on your financial position. Now, whilst this is a little oversimplified, it does demonstrate two things. Firstly, that the stock market is not to be feared. And secondly, by taking a more active approach to your investing, you will reap the rewards whilst lowering your risk. So what were the top and bottom performing sectors in Australia last week? Well, during what has been a more bearish week, it was not surprising that most sectors were in the red, although consumer discretionary and consumer staples were both up over 1% for the week. Now, the stocks that performed well in the consumer staples sector included A2 Milk, Coca-Cola, Elders and Select Harvest. While the stocks that helped the consumer discretionary sector to rise include Aristocrat Leisure, and cash converters. Now the worst sectors last week were financials and they were down 3% and utilities down 2.5%. Looking at the top 100 stocks, A2 Milk was up over 16% after it delivered good news to the market. Aristocrat also announced strong results and was up nearly 10%. Qantas and ALS Limited were up over 5% with Coca-Cola and Fortescue not far behind. Now, the worst performers were Link and Oznet, which were both down over 7% for the week, whilst financial stocks Westpac was down nearly 7%, NAB was down around 5%, QBN, AMP and Bendigo Bank over 3%, with Magellan down 2.62%. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into our charts for the S&P 500 All Lord News Index update for this week. We'll also look at your questions and the stocks that you've chosen for me. Okay, as I said uh, a little bit earlier in my report, you know, a week can be a long time in the market. And last week, I was saying, wow, it looks like the Australian market is about to go up. But, but uh, our market started to fall away, didn't it, during the early parts of the week? It came back a little bit on Friday, but again, it was another very indecisive week on our market. But I do expect to it to settle over the coming week. But let's go and have a look at the chart. Now, on your screen at the moment, I've got a weekly chart of the All Lord News Index. And as I was saying last week, I I was expecting it to, to kind of keep moving through this all-time high. Um, and I do expect it to go through the all-time high from, I think it was the 31st or 30th or 31st of July, that's uh, 6958 points. But this weekly chart, you can see here last week, it opened here moved up just slightly it opened at uh, 6898 and hit up to 6914 before falling right away and coming back later in the week i'm just going to go onto the daily chart and show you exactly what i mean you can see this beautiful bar here for tuesday there's monday tuesday and then went bang bang two really big days because the dow did fall away as well but we actually fell away before the dow and this is a lot of people think that we'd followed the dow but we actually fell that 91 points and then that night the dow fell away and then the dow fell, fell away the next day um, and then we rose uh, up here on Friday. So Friday's close really did push that weekly close back up again, but two huge big bars. And you can see here, if I put my little pointer on it, you can see how much it was down at one stage, two and a half percent over two days. Now that two days wiped out all of the gains for how many days through here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen 13 days, nearly 
That's over two weeks roughly of trading on the market. Two days wiped it out. So that's saying that the market was a little bit nervous on whatever was going on at the time. Obviously, there's some conjecture about Trump and China and not making you know, not making a deal. But that all got settled by Friday again. It's one of those things that I, you don't know. You think I would suspect Trump sometimes puts things out to make the market move. Just I'm not sure what that is, whether it's a control freakish type thing. But right now, the market is still looking good. But that said, let's go and have a look back at that weekly chart and where is it going to go. So I'll just get rid of that. At this point in time, because the low was, that close here was below the close of the last two weeks, not the low, that low there of the week ending the 1st of November. It's still all right and it's not so bad. As long as it doesn't fall below that low of 6721, I'm still okay with it being more bullish. But as I said last week, I still need to be prepared for it to fall away because we really didn't have a deep enough fall that I was expecting through here. I really was expecting a deeper fall. It hasn't happened. It's still possible. It's just maybe my timing's been a little bit up. But if we see a nice bullish bar this week and we get through that high, then we'll be up through to Christmas and, and beyond. So I'm looking pretty good. But I want to have a look at the monthly chart. And this is that monthly chart that I showed you a little while ago. And you can look at that if I just move that up. And this is why I continually say, always look at the bigger picture. Don't look at the stuff that's happening daily. Like you sit in the news in the morning when you're having your breakfast and they say, the Aussie dollar's up, the Dow's up, whatever's going on. And it, and it tends to make people more emotional. I look at the market on a monthly basis and over years because then you see the real picture of what's happening, not just little micro snapshots of that. But looking at this, you can see here why I keep saying the market's just been really sideways. I mean, it's not much above that high or that close there from um, my pointer there from June. So if we look at that, our market really from that close in June, it's really only gone up 5% since June. So this half of the year, it's not done a lot. Uh, and so it's moving up and down. But looking at the current bar on a monthly basis, if you look at that, it's almost where it opened for the month. And here we are uh, on Monday, the 25th of November. So uh, it's basically three weeks. We've gone nowhere. So I'd like to see it move through, move up and close high on this bar, possibly break through that high, all-time high back in July. But uh, right now I'm just still sitting on my hands. So what I'm saying to people is, don't get into buying lots of stocks right now. Just sit down, wait for it to get some direction. Once it's got the direction, then you can go in and buy some stocks. But um, just be careful at this point in time. Again, I'm not worried about the market. I'm not worried about crushing. I'm not worried about a recession. I really am excited about our market for the coming year. But now's the time to get into our questions for the week. Now, the first question we got is from somebody called Short Memory. Um, he says, do you think ANZ will reach $28 in the next six months or another time frame? Um, and uh, it was also, it was another question from Mikhail who also said, mate, ANZ, please, uh, will it reach $28? They both came in on that same day. So that's really interesting to see two people. And I know that a couple of people or a few people have been asking about ANZ, so I thought I'd cover it. We did cover it in our live show last Tuesday night, but let's go and have another look at it now we're almost a week down the track so bringing up ANZ you can see ANZ on your screen right now and if I bring up that monthly chart um, on that right hand side you can see it was reasonably bearish last week and I'll just pull that up there so you can sorry last or this month it's been very very bearish but the stock's been bearish since right back here back in May 2017 but if you keep going back you'll get back to that March April that we talk about in 2015 so it's been bearish it did have a nice bull move through here, but right now there's been no reason to buy into ANZ Bank over the last 
six to 12 months in my book. Now, they're asking if it'll go back over $28. So if you're looking at this point in time, so here's $28 here. I'm not sure why they've picked $28 as a, a mark or, or a, a point there. Of course, it will go back over $28, but when will it go over? That's the, the actual active question. And I'm not going to give you any time frames because it's ridiculous to give you specific time frames about when it will do something. And that's really where uh, a lot of people don't understand the market. You just buy stocks, you hold them while they're going up and you get out while they're going down. It's not necessarily about, is it going to do it this week or next week? Now, normally when people ask me about it, when will it get to this point? It's normally because they've bought it around that point and they're losing money right now because right now ANZ, as you can you can see, is right down around, uh, it closed at 24.86. So they're down about $4, which is an interesting point. So if I get rid of that and we put on our little price range percentage tool and we go to $28, which is a roughly about there. So right now, anybody that would have bought it at $28 is down about 11.3%. So right now, I wouldn't be in um, ANZ Bank. I'm not even looking at buying it. It's not even on my exciting stocks list at this point in time. So that's pretty much my answer to you guys. I'm sure it's um, not necessarily welcome news for you, but that's why we always say to people, always have a stop loss. Um, it's not about whether when it'll go to a certain point at a certain uh, certain point in dollars and cents and, and at a certain time. It's about buying stocks that are rising, getting out of stocks that are falling. And right now, this looks like it's falling away from me. So um, good luck with it. As I said, make sure you set a stop loss. Now, the next question we've got is from Michael who says, love your video. Thanks, Michael. And great, you do like it. Um, hopefully you've subscribed to that channel or our channel. Um, and Michael says, love your video. Do you think the market will experience a small dip like it did last December uh, based off the thoughts of mass sell-off of people funding um, holidays for Christmas? Um, and I, I really, I'm struggling with that concept or what you're talking about there because the market fell for over three months and it actually turned in December and rose up. And that's what I expected to do this Christmas. So uh, your thinking is just because it happened last year, is, is it going to happen this year? And the answer is no. And when we look at Christmas or we look at December's uh, about 80% of December's actually rise um, over December. Now, we also have the Santa rally that I've talked about with Jim Beach on my US report, um, which I think is a bit of a uh, non-event type of thing anyway. But um, Christmas isn't a reason to get into the stocks. It's about buying stocks. Now, he did go on say the reasoning is I'm looking for an in on VAS, um, but had been finding it hard to get a good buy. Now, VAS, I'll bring it up because it is an exchange-traded fund. It's a Vanguard Australian Shares Index. Now, most people know my thoughts on Australian index funds. Um, they're a waste of time in my book because you can just buy 10 of the top 20 stocks and do much better and have low risk and not have to worry about the fees. But that's a whole new story again, and that's not what he's asked. So why are you asking, waiting for an end? You're looking at here, we've seen August was the high here at 87. It's been in again. It's like the market. It's following the market in a sideways-ish move. But this doesn't look as bullish as the market because you've had some big swings in through here. So right now, um, I wouldn't buy in until it broke through all those highs. That's what I wouldn't do. But right now, as I said, if you read my book, Accelerate Your Wealth, it's your money, your choice. You'll actually, that'll all change your mind about investing in index funds. You'd actually just better off buying the top 10 stocks or 10 of the top 20 stocks and you'll do far, far, far better with your returns. You'll get dividends as well um, and you'll have a pretty simple, easy, low risk portfolio. But great question. Don't worry about December. The next question we got is from Dylan Explore, um, Explores. He says, thanks for the info, man. Um, could you give me your opinion on 3D? P. Um, it looks like it is trying to break past resistance um, at, in the six cents. 
to 15 cents all-time high. So let's go and have a look at P3DP. I've never seen this stock before, and you can, looking at this, you can pretty much understand why. Looking at that monthly chart, it looks disastrous. It looks to me, let me have a look. I'll bring it back to this sort of level so I can actually see it. You can probably, this looks to me like it's done a backdoor listing way back somewhere back in 2010. What I mean by a backdoor listing is it possibly was a, a, a mining company or something like that that was shelved. Whilst it was still on the ASX, it was um, suspended from quoting. Then somebody else bought it, changed its name, and they're on the stock exchange. It's a, what they call a backdoor listing. It's an easy way for companies to get onto the stock exchange with, without going through a whole lot of rigmarole to get onto it. They just buy a company that already has been listed, that's still listed, but not being quoted. Um, let's look at the more recent data. Let's get rid of that old stuff and have a look at this. Um, looking at the more recent data, this is the monthly chart again we're seeing, and you can look at that. There's times here where there's almost no volume going through it. So that's that part here. It is very illiquid. It's not a stock that I have on my radar at all. Here's the current move that we're talking about. So last month, let's look at the volume there, 27 million shares. So if you type, get your calculator out, mate, type 27 million shares and type, what's that closing price there at five cents? Um, 0.05, type that times $27 million. There's not a lot of actual cash going through it on a monthly basis, let alone on a weekly or daily basis. He's asking if it will go through to 15 cents, it's all time high, which is right up over here. So we're seeing this move here, which is around about 16 cents um, there. It's possible. Right now it does look a little bit better for an illiquid stock, but it is possible. Is it something that I would invest in? No. It's would something I'd have any money in? No. Um, this doesn't look super good to me where it's like this. Let me put some volume on it. Um, and you can see the volume spiky all over the place. This would run on news and speculation. It's probably one that they push in the chat forums as well. But having all this, 12 million shares at five cents for that week. So again, get your calculator out and calculate this. But um, this would be pure speculation by, um, I'm not going to tell you it's going to go to 16 cents because it could just as well turn around and go the other way over the coming weeks or months. But um, I'd suggest you get better looking stocks. Um, from that point of view. Next question we got is from Punisher222. He says, hi, Dale. Love your videos and book. Thanks, matey, um, which I've read twice now. Fantastic. Glutton for punishment, reading them twice, but uh, good that you've bought them. Um, just a question on a stock like Air New Zealand. I've been in the stock for a while at $2.60, but it's been going sideways for quite some time now. He goes, how long do I stay in the stock that's not performing? Shall I see it, see it out or sell and put the money to you somewhere else? Um, P.S. I bought this stock before I read your book, so I probably wouldn't do it again as it doesn't fit into the rules. I then asked him some questions on the chat uh, or the comment section of that video from last week. If you want to read all of that, you can go to the YouTube channel, Wealth Within TV, and click on last week's stock market report and see that. But his, I asked him when he bought it, and he goes, um, at Wealth Within, thank you, I bought in January 2019. It's really just traded sideways since. And as I'm not a dividend investor, I'm looking for capital gains, as you should suggest, but I don't really see this stock going anywhere anytime soon. So wondering if it's far better to break even and put the money into a stock that has potential or has better potential. Uh, I'm not sure how he came up with it's not going anywhere 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 soon that generally like a lot of people say those sorts of things but it's generally speculation and guesses it's generally about what you need to do is look at the stock and actually look at its fundamentals look at is it making money what's its 
future for making money? What's its dividend yield? What's its PE ratios? What's its um, earnings per share? All of those sorts of things will tell you what kind of potential it has for growth. It won't tell you when to buy it, but that's what it will tell you. And that's what we talk about in my book. But let's go and have a look at Air New Zealand on a chart. Because Air New Zealand is one of the best airlines in the world, and it's actually been voted the best airline in the world. So let's bring up the weekly chart at this point in time, and you can see what's going on here. Now, he bought it in January at $2.60. So he would have bought it in on roughly this week. We can see February there. Um, that there is the end of January. So he's bought it at $2.60, and I'll put my pointer on there. So $2.60 is around about where it is right now. So he's bought it probably on that bar as it's falling away, because if I go down and look at the daily chart, and we'll go back to January to see where that is. Let me go back to January, there's March. Okay, so here's January, I think it is, yeah. So there is 29th of January, so to buy the 260, 29th, uh, 260 in January, you would have probably bought it in that bar there because that's got a low of 268, that's got a low there. So you would have probably bought it there, 265, the low. Um, so in one of those bars there, he would have bought it. Um, and that's really what, he's buying a falling knife, so completely the wrong time to buy it. So, and as he said, he bought it before my book, and he won't do that now. When you're buying a stock that's fallen away heavily, because that is quite a heavy move, if I put on my um, little tool here, you can see how heavy it was. From that close there, it opened up 10% down, and by the next three days, it was like, so there's one, two, three, four days, it was down 18.41%. Now, he didn't suffer that loss, which is great, but what he bought was a stock that kept falling away. So if we went from 260, if I put that at 260, and I drive it down, where's 260 again? Roughly around about here. If I can see, we go somewhere around about 260. And I go down to here, at one stage, he was down about 16.86% roughly. Um, so it should have exited. But really, once it fell below that low, I would have got out straight away. It, it's just because it's in a bearish market and it kept falling away and that it's proven the downtrends is continuing. So now he's asking me, should he stay in or get out? Now, interestingly, it's been going sideways since about April, um, but it's been done some really nice runs and it's not falling away. So has it got potential? Yeah, it does have potential. But if it's moving up, you look at last week, yes, it moved up a little bit. It's not quite as liquid as a lot of other stocks. It's not one of the big, big stocks on the Australian market. We're talking about 17,000 shares at about $2.65 for a week. So, sorry, for a day. So it's not highly liquid, but it's okay. But Friday's okay. It's not fantastic, but we'll see what happens this week. Looking at the weekly chart, um, we're seeing it's not folding over. And this is the really interesting thing. If it starts to break upwards, then I'd suggest it'd be a great stock to hold for a period of time. But right now, it wouldn't have me exiting it. What would have me doing it? It's saying, okay, what's my exit strategy? Because what I find is a lot, a lot of traders lose patience. They see a stock going sideways for a little bit and it's in a consolidation phase. And they go, I'll just get out, and then it breaks upwards, and it, they lose or they lose that potential profit they could have made very easily just because they get impatient. So right now, I think it's a good-looking stock, so I'd pretty much stay with it at this point in time. So, But uh, just have a look at it. But that's it for me for this week for our questions. If you've got, or uh, well, thanks for sending in your questions, by the way. Sorry about that. Um, and thanks for watching to the end of the video. I really appreciate you staying with me for the whole video. Now, if you have any questions, 
questions that you'd like me to answer, just stick them below and I'll answer them. So get your fingers on with that keyboard and start tapping away and, and give me some really good questions for me to answer next week. Now remember that uh, here on this channel, we do these reports every single week and on a Monday. And we also do our live stream every Tuesday night at 7 to 8 p.m. So Janine and I will be on there. So remember to get onto that. So hit that subscribe button now and click the bell on the right of it so you know when we do upload videos and we go live. But for now, I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Goodbye, good luck, and good trading. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.